You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome to In a Perfect World, where we can learn to speak cat. I'm Pamela Merritt from The Way of Cats. I've been studying cat language for over three decades. While I'm not a native speaker, I do understand it pretty well. This is a vital skill for enjoying our cats, especially since communication is vital for both proper training and happy affection. Today, I'd like to talk about what I call cat speak. I think one of the reasons I became such a good cat communicator is because I have long been a student of body language. We all are, even if we don't realize that is what we are doing. One of the first things human infants focus on is faces and what those movements of our features are saying. Babies don't really understand language yet, yet every parent knows how eloquent our expressions are to even our youngest. Cats have incredible vision abilities when it comes to picking up movement, and so they have great understanding of even small movements and changes in posture. Cats use body language as their main communication tool. In fact, Cats only speak because we do. Yes, cats have vocalizations with each other, but they are only used in extreme circumstances. Our toddlers understand the word no, or our raised voice of warning, or our soft tone of affection. Yet they do not have much of a vocabulary themselves. Like toddlers, cats use simple vocalizations in extreme circumstances, but use body language with each other. Mother cats call their kittens... All cats will hiss and yowl in warning. Yet, unless cats are in contact with trusted humans, their vocalizations never move beyond these simple, direct communications. If we have a verbal cat, they can communicate a more varied list of requests or information. But of course, they are going to express themselves much more freely in their native language. This is why one of my favorite pieces of advice when communicating with our cats is for us to subtitle ourselves. It's a translation device. When we speak and move, it's like subtitling a foreign movie. Our cats learn our language, which they do not instinctively understand, when they watch our body language as we speak. Cats can become good at understanding what we say when we practice our communication. The more we engage with them, the more opportunities we have to demonstrate this teaching link, helping them make the match between what we say and what we do. It's a vital first step. We can say, get down from there, and take the cat off the kitchen counters enough times that even a goldfish would know what we mean when we say, get down. Why then does our cat not comply? They do know what we mean. Yes, we have successfully taught them what get down means, but they are still not cooperating because we haven't given them a reason to do what we have asked. That is part of our communication and relationship subtext. We've conveyed meaning, but not emotional content. Not when our cat has a very good reason for doing what they are doing. Cats get on kitchen counters because they are outposts. They are great lookout points. They are hanging in a very important room to all of us, and they want to be with us. One of my best ways of keeping cats off the kitchen counters is to give them a little table or shelf or counter area that is theirs and theirs alone. Play yours and mine and give the cat the lookout spot they want so much. Once we've done that, 
we've moved our cat towards a closer understanding of our partnership in the kitchen. Getting our cats to understand is one thing, and getting them to comply is another. Imagine we are sitting in a park and we are told we have to get off that bench. Wouldn't it make a difference who is telling us? If it were a police officer, that would trigger one response. If it were from a three-year-old, that would trigger an entirely different response. A lot of the frustration people report about, the cat knows what I want, comes from the person not realizing they still haven't given the cat a reason to care. As I explained in podcast number four, Bad Cat, we train our cats by asking them for favors and then by doing them for our cat. This important relationship functions better the more fluent we are in understanding each other. So how can we get our cat to care that we don't want them on the kitchen counters? We have to establish an atmosphere of friendship. So what we must ask ourselves before we attempt to train our cat is an evaluation of how close we are to our cat. Instead of getting mad at them, let's try being sweet to them. Because getting mad doesn't work, does it? When we don't have a close relationship with our cat, we lose track of just how deep their feelings run. The other day, I got a lesson in that. I'd come off of a week of flu that turned into pneumonia and was feeling really low and cranky. Tristan had been cuddling with me and doing his best to help me feel better. But when he went off to play, I used my laptop to try and get some complicated stuff done. But I wasn't up to it, and it stressed me so much that when Tristan came back and asked me something, I snapped at him that I was too busy now. Well, it must have been a nasty tone, because he took off and hid under something in the living room. I felt so badly about treating him that way, I had to crawl under the thing and apologize. If this is how he reacted to a sharp tone, we get a glimpse of how upsetting us actually yelling at our cat will make them. So if we have messed up in the past, we should not only apologize, we should make it up to them with treats and sweet talk and exclaiming over how wonderful they are, like I'm doing now with Tristan. It only took an afternoon for Tristan to stop pouting. It might take longer if we've been not appreciating our own cat. So I'm making sure I give Tristan affection in ways he understands. Saying the right things to our cat is so important. I've created a whole collection of what I call affection moves that I've posted on my blog, Way of Cats. I wrote about an important one just a few weeks ago. One I call See a Cat, Speak a Cat. It is about recognizing what a cat is saying when we see them. If cats don't want to be seen, they will hide. Appearing in our sight line is a cat way of saying hi. We can return the favor by moving our head into their sight line, which is what I did when I crawled under the bench to apologize to Tristan. Cats do say a lot simply by showing up. I call this aspect of cat language presence. Mr. Way of Cats got to see a master of presence in action when James Bond was already 10 years old, and we got kitten RJ. James was always big on his dignity, and we saw RJ actually go to pounce on him. But before he could land, James radiated such caution that RJ thought better of it, activated the retro rockets in mid-leap, and landed somewhere else. Such is the power of presence. We need to be alert to when our cat is using it on us. Recognizing presence is an easy way for us to incorporate showing love for our cat, 
Right now, Tristan is asleep on the ottoman that I can easily see when I look over from my microphone, and I can easily blink my eyes in a cat kiss at him when he checks to see if I, A, notice his presence, and B, send a signal that I'm pleased about that. A soft saying of their name, or even a happy expression, is all we need to do when it comes to quickly touching base with our cat. We are saying it in a way that our cat will understand. That's the give and take of cat speak. Our feelings need to be conveyed to the object of those feelings. Their feelings need to be recognized when they bestow them upon us, too. Find out more about the cat concept of presence with my four-part series at wayofcats.com backslash blog. It's how I keep my own cats obedient and affectionate. Don't hide. I'll be back with more in a perfect world. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. What if you could protect the life of your cat with something so simple and affordable that you already use every day? Get ready for the evolution of kitty litter. It's Pretty Litter. Along with all the features you've come to expect from your kitty litter, Pretty Litter's patented and scientific formula will also monitor your cat's health and detect illnesses early while providing industry-leading odor control. Two kitty litters, same cat, same price. But there's one important difference. Pretty Litter reacts to your cat's waste by detecting health issues simply by changing color. And the key is that Pretty Litter detects these issues before your cat shows symptoms of physical illness or pain, likely saving you major dollars in vet bills while protecting the health of your cat. What do you think, little guy? Ready to switch litter? Pretty Litter. Colorful insight into your cat's health. Go to prettylittercats.com forward slash cat 101 or use coupon code cat 101 to get 20% off your first subscription order. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com And we're back talking about speaking our cat's own language. Another huge advantage of speaking our cat's language is knowing when they are trying to get our attention and what they want. It can seem obvious, but I've gotten a lot of feedback on how people don't realize what is really going on when the cat won't stop bothering me. All too often, people check the food bowl, find food in it, and stop interacting with their cat. Then they will complain to me that all the cat wants is food. This is quite a lot of scrambled signals to sort out. One mistake being made in this scenario is assuming all the cat could possibly want from us is food. Never mind that there's a whole range of things about their care, that our cat sees themselves as being in partnership with us. For instance, we clean the litter and they use the litter box. If we both do our part, everyone is happy. The cat could be asking us to clean their litter or get them fresh water or play with them or just notice them and have a quick cuddle or nose boop. After all, sometimes our cats just want attention. I'm even told that, oh, they just want attention. Well, then give them some. If that's what they want, they will get the attention they crave. If not, we can get up and follow them to the area of interest. This is another example of using our body language to speak to our cat. RJ doesn't think I mean anything I say until I'm saying it with my body somehow. I can say dinner all I want, 
but he knows me walking into the kitchen is how it will wind up in his bowl. This cat insistence on action can obscure our understanding of how much they understand the messages we are trying to get across. It should encourage us to use our body in our communication attempts. Stand up, follow them while asking them to show me, which is one of the most useful requests we can make of our cat, and we will be laying the foundation for increased cat communication both ways. It's not just for the easy conveyance of suggestions to our cat or letting them know we care. It also lets us open negotiations with our cat, because there will be negotiations. This is part of the law of reciprocity, a psychological principle wherein we offer positive gestures and receive positive gestures in return. Since our cats are compelled to do what they do from the survival urgings of their instincts, they cannot reflexively obey us the way a dog does. They have to have a good reason to change their behaviors to not get on that thing, and to leave that other thing alone. They need a good reason. Cats' love and trust is not only part of the affection exchange we want from a higher-order pet. When our cats learn we are a guide about the world they live in with us, that they need our input regarding the stuff in our mutual home, we can create a training dialogue, which can be in continuous operation. When we introduce a new thing and watch for their look, which invites input on this new thing, we will have our chance to tell our cat all about this new thing and whether or not it is safe for them to explore, play with, or not. We can begin this process before the thing even crosses the threshold. Whenever our cats need some help from us to figure out new or upsetting things, we can also let them know what to think of this new thing. I call this shaping the response. It is especially important for cats because cats love to anticipate. They always feel better when they know what will happen next. This is part of their highly developed hunting brains, which specialize in ambush, the art of getting there first. Communication is vital for conveying this vital shaping information to our cat. We can be reassuring about a new litter box by acting happy and demonstrating that it can be cleaned even better than the old one, and I highly recommend that we do so. Cats have a caution default that makes them wary of anything new. Giving them something new should come with reassurance. But what about things that are more complex, like someone coming to do work in the bathroom? How can we convey leaky showerhead to our cat? We speak to the cat in their language body language. We get their attention by calling them or talking about the problem while using their name. Pace around in the bathroom while calling them. They usually love to be in the bathroom with us anyway. Talk about how there's going to be a stranger coming to fix this leaky showerhead. Opera levels of sadness here. And nobody needs to worry because he'll just be fixing things in the bathroom. But then we open the door and look out the window. Whatever we safely do to get people in and out of the house, then that stranger will be leaving and everything will be all right. I usually dance around like Tinkerbell at this point, but whatever happy means to your own cats will work just fine. It's not that we will expect that our cats will later be able to craft a PowerPoint presentation on exactly who is coming and exactly what they are going to do. The important thing is that when a stranger with a scary clanking toolbox comes in and is shown the shower head and starts doing mysterious things to it, our cats will be able to look at each other and say, we were told about this 
and we were told it would be okay. I just knew something was going to happen in the bathroom. While they still hide under the bed and check the food bowls afterward, and otherwise reassure themselves that this bizarre event has not changed anything important, they will be much more calm about it during and after than they would be if they hadn't been warned. Cats love being warned. Not only that, these events are wonderful interaction and communication opportunities so that the next time we need a plumber or construction worker or electrician, our cats will get it faster and better. They will even tell the other cats and help reassure them. Last but not least, the cats will feel like part of the family. They are part of the alert system. They are in the know. The more we have our cats as a part of our communication network, the more our cats will like, act on, and look forward to our own messages and requests. We become a trustworthy information source. So when we tell them not to jump on the stover counter because we're afraid they will get hurt, we will mean it. They will be likely to trust us. It's not just practical to communicate with our cat. It's fun. Let the Way of Cats website help. Discover all my articles about getting messages to our cat. Don't run away. I'll be back with more tips about living in a perfect world. We'll be right back after a short pause. I love cleaning the litter box, said no one ever. Luckily, there's World's Best Cat Litter, the litter that promises less mess with less litter. Only World's Best Cat Litter uses the concentrated power of corn to quickly trap odors in tight clumps. And quick clumping means you never have to chisel or scrape the box. Less cleanup with less wasted litter? That's a litter bit amazing. Save $2 on World's Best Cat Litter. Visit www.saveonworldsbest.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. And we're back. Talking about talking to our cat and how it makes both our lives so much easier. I have some useful techniques to help humans learn to speak cat, even if we can't shake our human accent. We tend to think of language translation as some kind of word-for-word transcript like using an online translation program. But with cats, it's more like using mime. We can use our eyes to blink friendship. We can mimic the cat's shoulder bump by using a closed fist instead of our own shoulder. When we pet our cat, we are recreating their first experience of love and care. It reminds them of their mother washing their little bodies. That's one of the reasons why petting works the way it does. Sometimes, though, we don't want to remind our cats of our greater physical size. I call such mental substitutions perspective tricks. I do affection moves like big giant head, the shift, and the drape to convey a sense of physical equality to our cats. Then our cats can more easily figure out what our body language is telling them. In big giant head, we use only our head to communicate with our cat, pretending we are a being who is the same size as they are. In The Shift, we lie on the floor and let our hands or feet stand in for us. With The Drape, we hang our cats over our shoulder, putting their heads on the same level as our own. If we are not aware of the times when our greater size might be intimidating our cat companions, either by looming over them too much or by raising our voice, 
we don't get our message across. Our cats will be busy thinking about anything other than what we are trying to tell them. Then the thing we are trying to tell them will be completely lost. We can also call upon a skilled translator. One of the multiple cat advantages is that any bunch of cats will wind up with a cat who is better at human speak than the others. If we convey our meaning to them, they will explain it to less fluent cats. We will then get across our meaning to all the cats. Likewise, these cats are the ones we should make announcements to. They will then tell the other cats. Such cats make wonderful spokes cats. They are like a diplomatic envoy who can shuffle between the two worlds. Spokes cats are the ones who come to us with any problems from the greater cat body. Even if another cat is the one with the complaint, the spokes cat is skilled at communication and confident enough to pull up a seat at our human table. We should treasure our spokes cats for these abilities. We have much we can teach each other about speaking each other's language. We need all the help we can get because the disparity between our modes of language results in what I call high signal loss. Things get through, but there's pieces missing. This leads into a concept I call the cat radio. Our cats are constantly broadcasting their moods and attitudes with their ears and tails, their posture and behavior. If we pay attention, we can pick up what cat radio is broadcasting and tune in to how our cats are feeling. Then we can turn on our own human radio and start broadcasting back. We start with soft verbal acknowledgments when we see our cat and make eye contact. We can make small movements with our hands. We can move one shoulder or make an exaggerated expression. By observing how our cats respond to these movements directed at them, we will be broadcasting to each other. It doesn't matter that shoulder rise is something a cat doesn't do or that it doesn't really mean anything to a human. It acknowledges our cat's presence. And that's all it needs to do. When we become sensitive to these small movements, when we put up our antennas to listen to their signals, we will be astonished at how many messages are coming through and how much we can learn about what our cats are thinking and feeling. For instance, it is usually Mr. Way of Cats who feeds the cats their evening meal. He enjoys making a major production of it, and apparently, so do the cats. There was an incident a few years ago when he wasn't feeling well, and he asked me to serve the evening meal. And when I did, James Bond came to Mr. Way of Cats and asked him to come do it right. Mr. Way of Cats made a command performance with all the flourishes and afterwards told me, you know, before I learned about cats, I would have wondered why he was staring at me. But now, when he did that after I wasn't doing what I usually do, I realized he was asking me to feed him. Mr. Way of Cats found this request so compelling, he got up despite him not feeling well. And I watched and learned how to perform the floor show to the cat's satisfaction next time. Remember that cats are mimes. James Bond's stare spoke volumes to Mr. Way of Cats because Mr. Way of Cats had learned to notice such things. Cat attention, in context, was as good as a spoken sentence once Mr. Way of Cats put the clues together. James Bond's story that illustrates an important point about how cats communicate and how they can be misunderstood. This was when James was getting elderly and needed help with his grooming. So I sat down with a comb, started to groom him, which he loves, and he bit me. It was very gentle and deliberate. 
He took my thumb in his mouth and bore down ever so slightly. And then I knew why. My comb must be nearing a knot. So I got the mat splitter from the drawer, cut through the mat without hurting James, and got him all purring and looking good. Because he felt much better. And because I had figured out what he was saying. Cats lack human language, and so they must act out their intentions. James wasn't really biting me. He was trying to convey that what I was doing was hurting him. And I knew that because I've learned something very important. Cats reflect what we are doing to them. If our cat hurts us, we can react with indignation. Of course, it can hurt. But we should also react with understanding. Is this because we are hurting our cat? Is that what they are trying to tell us? This kind of misunderstanding, it is what is behind one of the most popular complaints I get. You talk about cat communication, but all my cat asks for is food. And my answer is, that's probably not what is going on. Whenever the cat asks for something, you only offer food. When I run into the person again, they are all excited. I tried those things you said, and it turns out they weren't always asking for food. It turns out the cat also wanted play, or their mouse fished out from under the couch, or just some attention. Usually the person is thrilled that their cat was trying to be friends all this time, and the person didn't realize. The signal wasn't getting through. They hadn't turned on their cat radio, so they couldn't listen to the broadcast. These weren't people who were mean to their cat. They liked the cat. They just didn't understand what I was talking about. Because their experience was that the cat was a mysterious black box. Not very complicated, not much fun, not very affectionate. And yes, that is what they were getting. But they didn't know there was so much more potential. Because what they were getting back from their cat was what they expected to get back. However they wound up with the cat, the relationship had become what all their friends and relatives had warned them about. Cats are not affectionate. All they care about is food. Cats are just in it for what they can get out of we gullible humans. It's just that the universal human tendency to see only what we expect to see is what was playing out in these relationships. When I told the humans that more was possible, they were then willing to see the cat stare as interest, not boredom, to realize the cat was asking for more than food. Opening our minds to the possibilities of cat communication is the key to a whole new world of cat interaction and cat enjoyment. Like when we see our cat on the kitchen counter, we get upset because the kitchen counter is not safe for them. There's hot things and knives and jelly they can get all over their paws. So what we do is act worried for our cat. When we get them down from the counter, we spray that stinky stuff on the counter and exclaim how we got them just in time. And then we put them on their part of the kitchen. We've saved them. We're happy. We're all friends here. It's hard to get close to someone when we don't know what each other is saying. But with cats, we can understand each other. The more we work at it, the better we both get. The more we can listen to each other's requests and the more we can do things for each other, the better. That, after all, is what friends do. I love writing about cat communication on my cat blog, wayofcats.com backslash blog. I have lots of cat 
communication moves to share and try out on your own cats. Don't you love surprising them? So tune in next time for more about tuning that cat radio in a perfect world. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.